We do know that stress can actually alter our gut's microbiome. So in short, it can cause something called dysbiosis, okay? And that is basically your good bacteria. There's bacteria in your gut and it's normal bacteria and that normal bacteria has gotten overgrown. And then ultimately your good bacteria or your commensal bacteria has become depleted. Some of the bacteria that are normal in our gut that have gotten overgrown can cause things like inflammation in our gut, it can cause abdominal pain, it can cause loose stools, bloating, constipation, leaky gut, and even a weakened immune system. So it's really important to have balance in these bacteria and get these bacteria back into alignment. The information provided in this podcast is educational and not intended to diagnose or treat medical conditions. Are you struggling with bloating, gas, constipation, and fatigue, but don't know what's causing these problems? The Gut Health Reset Podcast with Dr. Anne-Marie Barter dives deep into the root causes behind these issues that start in the gut. This podcast will give you the knowledge you need to heal your gut and reset your health. Today on the Gut Health Reset Podcast, we are going to be talking about IBS and how stress, specifically trauma um, and sexual trauma, actually plays a huge role in what is going on in your gut. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and today we don't have a special guest. I am going to talk to you all on my own today. So one of the biggest issues that actually gets overlooked when it comes to gut health is stress. This can specifically be for IBS, which is primarily what I'm going to cover today, but it can certainly extend into a lot of different gut problems, including inflammatory bowel. Stress may be one of the main contributing factors to IBS, but it has a major, major impact on all bowel issues like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. A common question that I actually get asked in practice is what came first, the stress or the IBS? And, and that's a really good question. So let me actually dive in to what we know, okay? We do know that stress can actually alter our gut's microbiome. So in short, it can cause something called dysbiosis, okay? And that is basically your good bacteria. There's bacteria in your gut and it's normal bacteria and that normal bacteria has gotten overgrown. And then ultimately your good bacteria or your commensal bacteria has become depleted. So some of the bacteria that are normal in our gut that have gotten overgrown can cause things like inflammation in our gut, it can cause abdominal pain. It can cause loose stools, bloating, constipation, leaky gut, and even a weakened immune system. So it's really important to have balance in these bacteria and get these bacteria back into alignment. Everyone has their own way of approaching how they do this. So if you have two different people that have the exact same thing going on in their gut, and one of those people, is, you know, pretty low-key, not really stressed out, and the other one is super-duper stressed out with perceived stress. What we do know is the person that is less stressed 
um, will follow a normal duration of antimicrobial herbs. And then next, rebuilding the microbiome in a variety of different methods. The person that is actually more stressed probably will need to be on the antimicrobial herbs longer from what I've seen from my experience. And, and the question is why? So stress in the gut affects certainly how your food travels through. And if you're really, really stressed out, everything locks down. If you think about, you know, when you get stressed out, out in your tents and your shoulders are up by your ears, it just feels like rocks in there. And so everything, same thing is true for your gut. Everything just locks down. Things can't move through. Things are in there longer than they should be. You don't have um, basically the enzymes to break things down because you're so stressed. The, the, the blood is actually shunting to your extremities for you to be ready to run. And ultimately, this can cause your bacteria to overgrow, okay? And long-term stress and things like depression can actually reshape our gut bacteria. This not only depletes our good bacteria, but increases more what we call inflammatory bacteria in our gut. And so this reshaping of our gut happens through stress, hormones, inflammation, and in other methods even. So in turn, our gut bacteria will release metabolites, toxins, neurohormones that can actually change and alter your eating behavior and mood. And through this process, we can create bacteria species that actually encourage dysregulated and disordered eating, like anorexia or binge eating even. So the gut bacteria also upregulate our stress responsiveness and, and, and heighten the risk of depression. We call this our gut-brain connection. We use the term IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, and we know that this is actually highly correlated to irritable brain. So stresses have a marked impact our, uh, on our intestinal sensitivities, motility, secretion, and permeability of our gastrointestinal microbiota. So this is very stress sensitive. Therefore, our treatment should focus on managing the stress and managing our response to stress, right? So well, I think, and, and I think the question becomes, well, how do I do that? You know, I've lived in, I've lived like this for so long. This, this is a way I am. And I, I totally understand that and can sympathize with that. Sometimes we don't even know we're totally uh, stressed out. So when we think of stress or perceived stress, Trauma is generally lurking somewhere in the shadows, right? Because, you know, it's associated with our reactions to things. For some people, it's more apparent, apparent than others. But a lot of times when there's IBS, there could be a source of trauma there. Trauma comes in many forms and varieties. So one, one of the traumas that's been studied with IBS and is linked is actually sexual trauma. So I can tell you time and time again, when I have a gut case that isn't responding the way that I think that it should be responding to treatment, and I sit down and I ask about specifically sexual trauma, but other traumas, there's generally um, an issue there that actually needs to be addressed, okay? So it's it, this is often not talked about, and that's why I really wanted to do this episode today, okay? Um, so when we think about Trauma, I think that we can file that into the stress category. 
and and sexual trauma, you know, certainly goes there. So spoiler alert, there's a huge connection between sexual trauma and IBS. So there was a study performed on 1.8 million women in the U.S. veterans and armed forces. The reason this group was chosen is because they're at higher risk for occupational traumas and military sexual trauma. Okay. So they evaluated the association between major traumas and irritable bowel syndrome among women veterans. Um, And this was done with um, a questionnaire that evaluated uh, trauma history as well as IBS, post-traumatic stress disorder, also called PTSD, and depression symptoms to 337 women in a primary care setting. They evaluated this for one year between 2006 and 2007, and they found irritable bowel syndrome prevalence was 33.5%. The most frequently reported trauma was sexual assault at 38.9%. 17 of 18 traumas were associated with increased IBS risk. Um, And so Depression and PTSD were common, were significantly more common in IBS cases than in controls. So what they actually ended up concluding in this study is that women veterans report a high frequency of physical and sexual traumas. A lifetime history of broad range of traumas is independently associated with an an elevated risk of irritable bowel syndrome. So there is a pretty big correlation here. Another study came to a conclusion that abuse in childhood, specifically sexually sexual abuse, was also a factor in IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. It stated that that we see changes in our neurotransmitter levels, uh, specifically epinephrine, norepinephrine, serotonin levels, and so there's a huge dysregulation also of our brain, what we call the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access um, that also contributed to IBS. It's the most common GI issue um, in the U.S. and it affects women much more than it affects men. The cause of your IBS actually needs to be addressed. So if you're struggling with IBS and you've experienced a trauma, I think that it's an important piece um, in your case to actually look into. You know, when we have a gut problem, we think gastroenterologist, um, you know, to evaluate that system. Or we, you think of maybe a functional medicine doctor like me to get a stool test, which is all very relevant. You know, you want to rule out something major with a gastroenterologist. We want to get rid of, you know, and balance out the gut again, you know, from pathogens or, you know, dysbiosis and, you know, leaky gut, et cetera. So all of that is really, really important to address. But what I'm saying is that we definitely need to address the trauma as well. And if you can't help yourself, you're never going to get 100% better. So we you have to be honest about the trauma in your emotional health. So that's one way to address it. Hey, this is Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Have you ever spent hours searching for the right supplements to heal your body? And when you finally found them, maybe you weren't sure it was a brand that you could trust or if the products were safe. After hearing about these issues time and time again, I decided to put together a complete store of supplements for healing and supporting your gut at dranmariebarter.com. There are supplements for constipation, 
thyroid health, gut health, energy, and so much more. There are bundles created for sleep support, pain support, histamine support, and the list just goes on and on. These supplements I use personally or I've handpicked because they've worked time and time again on countless cases in the office. And on the website, you can see what ingredients we use to put your mind at ease. If you visit DrAnnMarieBarter.com and use the promo code podcast to get 10% off your next order. So what are you waiting for? Go visit Dr. Anne Marie Barter and get 10% off your supplement bundle. Ciao. And now back to our episode. And in the second way is to ultimately get a stool test from an FM doctor like myself to see what pathogens are there, or how to better balance your gut. And with that multifactorial approach, you should be able to get some relief from your gastrointestinal issues, okay? What I am not saying is that this is all in your head. A lot of confusion happens when I say that, hey, you need to address some things in therapy. What I am saying is that we are one unit. And so what goes on in our head can certainly affect our gut. And it can and make you feel like you're just constantly running from you know, whatever threat is going on and every time you get triggered, right? And and so all of this is affecting your entire system. And, you know, and it was, it's it's hard to see this sometimes with what happened with trauma is actually affecting your gut. So a way that I can explain this is um, a woman came in to see me that was really struggling with more depression and anxiety and had a few gastrointestinal issues, very minor but a few things going on with that. And so we ran a stool test. And what we came to find was uh, we found just so, so much overgrowth in her gut, so much dysbiosis, so much candida, so many parasites, um, a, a lack of good bacteria, lowered immune system, a leaky gut, and, the, the, and, and a lack of digestive enzymes, right? So we started treating... Um, treating this person. And what we found actually was that she got maybe a little bit better. I mean, it was like 10%. I don't really like to see 10% in my practice improvement on the first round of supplements I do. It means that there's something that's being missed. And so what I ended up adding in was some neurotransmitters to help. And then we saw a steady incline with that. We saw that things actually got quite a bit better. So she got to like 50 to 60% better. And this particular person has more trauma growing up, you know, than, than I generally hear about. And so finally, we ended up, we had a conversation and we talked about getting her into therapy to address some of that trauma. And, and things just got better and better and better where, you know, she tells me she's good. She's good on this system, that system. And things are finally improving and she is finally healing. And she had been to many different doctors, um, medical, holistic, you know, you name it, doing multiple different things. And the only thing that I really did that was different was, you know, treat the neurotransmitters and also, you know, recommend therapy. And she's gotten exponentially better. So that it's it's just a piece of the case uh, and of the overall health that needs to be addressed. 
So in that case, I talked about how neurotransmitters were important. And we have found and research has found that neurotransmitters have a huge impact on our gut health, as well as our overall health and mental well-being. So they can play a significant role in our GI system. And those are specifically uh, norepinephrine, epinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, and GABA. So they play huge roles in our gastrointestinal physiology, okay? So these neurotransmitters are actually able to regulate and control not only blood flow, but they can affect your gut motility, so how fast things move through your gut, your nutrient absorption, your gastrointestinal immune system, and also your microbiome, so they can dictate that. Furthermore, pathological states such as inflammatory bowel disease or IBD, um, as well as Parkinson's disease, uh, levels of these neurotransmitters are generally dysregulated, therefore causing a variety of gastrointestinal issues as well. So these neurotransmitters are, if they're totally dysregulated, um, and, and they will be, if you're a survivor of sexual abuse, so how could your gut feel good? They can also become dysregulated if you're exposed to mold or if you have nutrient imbalances, uh, you know, constantly under stress, you know. So the list just goes on and on. And I'll link a few of those episodes that talk about neurotransmitters in depth uh, below. So generally, um, I have a checklist um, in practice, and I'm going to read it off. To, to talk about each of, um, you know, I'm going to do three of the neurotransmitters. I'm going to do serotonin, dopamine, and GABA. And generally, people have some issues with these, especially if they are, they're having gut issues. And, and kind of some pushback that I've gotten is, oh, well, I only have, you know, 20% of one of those categories. That does still mean that there's some dysregulation. It's not as bad as it could be. But ultimately, that needs to be addressed because, you know, your one stressful event being, you know, 50% down. So you think about how your mood changes under stress, right? And so, uh, you know, as those major stressful events come, you start to become, oh, a little more depressed, oh, a little less motivated, oh, a little more anxious, you know. So so it kind of starts to chip away at that. And so I'm going to go through each of these and um, read it. And the first one I'm going to start with is serotonin. And these came from um, a questionnaire uh, developed through Apex Energetics, which um, is the questionnaire that I use in practice. It was formulated by Datis Karazian, I believe, originally. So um, every patient gets this because I'm, you know, because I generally deal a lot in gut health. So, so, uh, so serotonin is: Are you losing pleasures and hobbies and interest? Do you feel overwhelmed with ideas to manage? Do you have feelings of inner rage or anger? Do you have feelings of paranoia? Do you feel sad or down for no reason? Do you feel like you're not enjoying life? Do you lack artistic expression? Do you feel depressed in overcast weather? Are you losing your enthusiasm for your favorite activities? Are you losing your enjoyment for your favorite foods? Are you losing enjoyment for friendships and relationships? You have difficulty falling into a deep restful sleep? You have feelings of dependency on others. You feel more susceptible to pain or you have feelings of unprovoked anger or you're losing your interest in life. So this one is serotonin. And serotonin just makes us feel happy and joyful. 
And so what I generally do for this is I do a supplement that I will link below called Mood Relief. And Mood Relief has um, has serotonin in it as well as GABA. Um, and so this basically calms somebody down and ha- helps them to feel a little bit more joyful. So when you're calm, you can detox. And as we're going through a gut protocol or as you're tackling difficult things in therapy, you're more centered to do that. And people see pretty good results with that. And so one thing that I like to do, you know, a lot of times people just underdose it. So I give it throughout the day, multiple times a day to kind of keep things calm down. And ultimately, you're going to certainly know when you don't need it anymore, but it basically is just going to calm your entire nervous system down. The other one I mentioned, and that was GABA. And you feel anxious or panicked for no reason. You have feelings of dread or impending doom. You feel knots in your stomach. You have feelings of being overwhelmed for no reason. You have guilt about everyday decisions. Your mind feels restless. It's difficult to turn your mind off when you want to relax. Um, You have disorganized attention. You're worried about things you weren't worried about before. And you have inner tension and inner excitability. So I also will use uh, mood relief, you know, that has serotonin in it. Or I use something called calm neurotransmitters. And this really helps calm things down before bed. Um, and so I'll use one or the other of those to, to help with GABA, especially when addressing uh, a gut case. And last but not least is dopamine. And um, these the, the questions for this one are you have feelings of hopelessness, you have self-destructive thoughts, inability to handle stress, anger and aggression will under stress. You don't feel rested after long hours of sleep. You prefer to isolate yourself from others. You have an unexplained lack of concern for family and friends. You're distracted from your tasks. You have an inability to finish tasks. You need to conserve caffeine to stay alert. You feel like your libido has decreased. You lose your temper for minor reasons and you have feelings of worthlessness. What I like to do for this one is I do sugar craving support to kind of boost this one up as well. Um, and so again, that same thing as I is is throughout the day as well to kind of help boost that up. And this one, and sugar craving support also has serotonin in it. So sugar craving support has serotonin and dopamine. Mood relief has serotonin and GABA. And calm neurotransmitters has GABA. And so those are the ones that I actually like to do to kind of boost some of these guys up to, to help with gut cases. I, I hope that some of this may have been the missing link if you're dealing with IBS or some things that maybe you didn't know if you're struggling with IBS. Um, you know, the above supplements may be enough on your protocol to keep your nervous system calm down while you're killing some of these things off, you know, um, and, and help you move through your therapy sessions better. So um, I also tend to increase neurotransmitter therapy Um, when someone is in therapy and dealing with hard issues, right? Because it's a pretty big stressor. But to recap here, if someone comes into my office, um, I generally will run a stool test. All my stool tests, if they, for example, have a parasitic infection and dysbiosis, it's important to kill off those things, the parasitic infection, the dysbiosis, and help to repopulate the gut and diversify the diet as well. But it's also important to see what the neurotransmitters are doing in the body. So I run some testing for that. And if serotonin, for example, is low, 
like they're having low mood. They, they're not enjoying things that they enjoyed before, just not interested in hanging out with family and friends um, or just feeling kind of low. I, I would start with mood relief. That's kind of where I would go from there. And, and you know, um, and just and see how that helps. And, and generally, a lot of people have pretty great success with that, you know, and it just helping those serotonin GABA levels, because, you know, generally when one neurotransmitter is affected, you have multiple affected. And then the, the more you can stimulate that motility, you know, from the serotonin and decrease the stress, the faster their gut's going to heal and, and the better, you know, it, you're going to feel overall ultimately. So I find that using neurotransmitter therapy helps with traditional gut treatments and gives me better outcomes um, on the gut protocol using the neurotransmitter therapy. It's safe to assume that that neurotransmitters are really playing a big role in our gut health. And, and it also helps to heal the person so much faster. Remember, we're integrated beings and we need to address the entire person. So when you have a gut issue, you can't just only focus on that little piece. You have to focus on the entire person. And we've really learned to divide ourselves up because, you know, we have to go to this specialist for that and this specialist for that. So we started to think about it that way. And unfortunately, we have to address the entire person because there can be multiple things making somebody sick. And so it may not just be one system. Remember, our gut diseases are not only gut diseases. Other factors play major roles, including but are not limited to your micronutrient deficiencies, neurotransmitter imbalances, emotional health, and trauma. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It was so fun to, to actually be the one that actually got to talk today. So have a good one, and I'll see you back next time. And remember, let me know what you want to hear more of. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Gut Health Reset Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so more people can hear about the podcast. And hey, take a screenshot of this episode and tag Dr. Anne-Marie on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. And for more resources, just visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com.